Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Balls, Sticks, and Fists. This is your host, Keaton, and we are live. So, everyone, we are back for episode two. We got episode one jitters out of the way. Hopefully, it's sounding good. I have not went back and listened to it, but there are little changes I want to make. As you can tell, there is still no intro music. I am trying to work on it. It can be difficult to work on it, but I have a rough idea of what I want to do with it. But until further notice, there is no intro music. So after this weekend, we got a little taste. We got a little taste test of college football. Taste test? Yeah. A little taste test of college football. We got it on our tip of the our tongue. Now we want the whole thing. We want the whole thing. We got a little taste test. Not the best football. We'll talk about that. Not the best football, but it's football. Got a little taste test. So let's just get right into it. First game we're going to talk about, Northwestern versus Nebraska. Guys, what did I tell you? Why was everyone hyping up Nebraska? Huh? Because it looks like the same old Nebraska to me. First half, yeah, they look good. Offense looked good. I apologize to Casey Thompson because I said Adrian Martinez was better than him. Casey Thompson looked good. He looked like a good quarterback. Whipple, the new offensive coordinator from Pitt, he was calling good plays. The execution looked there. But like I said, Northwestern wasn't going to lay on their backs and let Nebraska just give it to them. It just wasn't going to happen. And it didn't happen. So let's get into it. This little this little stat I saw on Twitter, I figured I'll share it with you. Since hiring Scott Frost, Nebraska is five and twenty one in one score games. In that stretch, it's the worst in FBS football. So let's get into Scott Frost. Nebraska's up eleven. What do they do? They do an onside kick up 11. Northwestern obviously recovers in amazing field position, goes down, scores, they're within four. I don't I don't get the call from Scott Frost on going on the onside kick. At at his post game press conference he says if he could go back he wouldn't call it. And I think everyone would agree with him. That was just a bonehead mistake and that mistake might have just cost him his job because I don't get why Nebraska would keep Scott Frost. What has he done? Nothing. You know what he has done, though? In that same press conference, he blamed the offensive staff, saying that they have to be more creative. I mean, offense looked pretty solid in the first half. In the second half, I don't know what happened, but it's just Scott Frost's inability to take blame. It's not his fault not his fault that they're 5-21 and 21 in one-score games. Definitely doesn't come down to coaching. Definitely doesn't come down to discipline. It's not his fault. I mean, on their game-winning drive, the pass did go through the receiver's hands and right into the Northwestern's hands, but that's part of the game. Maybe that's on the quarterback a little bit on putting a little too much mustard behind his pass. But at the end of the day, as a head coach, you're there to, you're there to take the blame. And you got to be there to take the blame. 
and you got to take the blame. You can't just deflect. And right now, what Scott Frost is doing is deflecting. When Northwestern on one of their first drives, I think it was their second drive, it was whatever drive that they got their first points, which they settled for a field goal. I was like, Northwestern, what are you doing? They drove the field, and then they get down in the red zone, and you know what they do? Three straight run plays. Two or three straight. Doesn't matter. It was third and 10 on like the 15, and they ran to the boundary. I was like, there's no way Northwestern is doing this right now. They're just going to lay down. They're just settling. They're not forcing the, the action. But at the end, Northwestern came back, won the game. I thought Ryan Helensky looked good, the transfer from South Carolina. And we'll see where Northwestern goes from here. Um, is it? We'll see, we'll see if they're able to string together a couple wins and maybe sneak into a bowl game. I mean... A little early about talking about sneaking into bowl games, but we'll see where Northwestern goes from here. If this is the high point of their season or if they're just getting started. Um, Nebraska, I don't know. You have all this hype coming in the season. You're 13 point favorites against Northwestern. You start the game hot, you march right down the field, you score, and then you get smacked in the mouth and you lose. What does that do for a team's confidence? Probably takes it away. I'm going to look at their schedule real quick and see where Nebraska goes from here. So, so next week, this upcoming week, they play North Dakota, Georgia Southern. So there's a couple confidence builder games, and then they play Oklahoma, and then they get into more Big Ten play. So, We'll see how many weeks Scott Frost makes it. Surprised they didn't leave him in Dublin after that onside kick call. But, hey, what are you going to do? Scott Frost is going to Scott Frost. So, moving on to the next game, we have Florida State against Duquesne. I also kind of told you about this, guys. Duquesne covered. They are getting 43 points. They only lost by 40, so they covered. But, you know, what are you going to expect? Run game was really physical for Florida State. They basically dominated the trenches, and that's what you expect. Uh, huge physical advantage, speed advantage, basically advantage everywhere. I mean, the huge talking point about this game is number 50 on Duquesne on the sideline. This guy is getting trolled on Twitter, not for something he did on the field, but just from staying on the sideline. He had his jersey rolled up. He's a big, like, offensive lineman, I think. Not playing. So he had his jersey rolled up. And he had a red undershirt. And the red undershirt blended in with his red pants. And it just looks like he's got his pants all the way up to his belly button. So if you haven't seen it yet, search up Duquesne number 50. And you'll see the picture I'm talking about. Because that's the only thing people are talking about this game. They're not talking about it for... Any other reason but Duquesne number 50. It's just, yeah, that's just search it up on Twitter, search it up online. You'll see it. Guys getting trolled. Feel bad for them. Not really. Maybe, I don't know. Next game. That's all I got to say about that. Just search it up. It's funny. Uh, next game, Illinois against Wyoming. Illinois 38, 
Wyoming six. Um, I mean, is Illinois back? I mean, good showing from Illinois. Like, it's not like Wyoming's some slouch. They're a credible FBS opponent. They weren't going up against no FCS opponent. They were going up against a credible Mountain West opponent. And they dominated them. I mean, not much we can take away from this game, but maybe Illinois strings together a couple wins. We'll see. I guess we'll know more about Illinois and we'll talk more about Illinois next week after they play Indiana. Next game, Utah State versus UConn. I mean, Jesus, didn't I tell you guys Utah State was one of the most frustrating teams to watch? I'm high on Utah State and they and I'm done being high on them. I mean, they won the game by 11 against UConn. They were what, 28 point favorites? I mean, UConn started the game hot. They were up 14-0. And, like, I don't know if Utah State just didn't want to show much because they're heading into Tuscaloosa against Alabama next week, but I just don't know what... I just don't know about this Utah State team. They have a good coaching staff. They have good players. And week in and week out, it's just like, what am I watching? I mean, in the preseason, I don't know if you guys know this or not, there were bets on Utah State at the beginning of this in the in the off season to win the national championship. Obviously, the odds are out of the world, but it was like one day it was like, oh, just watch out! Someone just put a thousand dollars on Utah State to win the national championship. A day later, someone else put another thousand dollars down on Utah State win the national championship it's not like it's some like slouch bet like oh let me just throw like five dollars here just a little sprinkle no a thousand dollars on utah state to win the national championship i don't know if the person just needs to hide the money and just get rid of the money because that money's as is gone (laughs) it's gone because you're never getting that money back because it's just not happening so i don't know I don't know. I'm sure we'll talk more about Utah State later on because it's always a team I like watching, keep an eye on, but not very impressed. Or maybe UConn's just better this year. I don't know. Just not impressed. Next game, North Carolina 56, Florida A&M 24. I mean, Drake May looked the North Carolina quarterback. He looked good. I mean, he's got good legs. He can sling it, but it's also against Florida A&M, so we'll see. I mean, Florida A&M was sort of in this game. I Like, sort of, not really. Like, at the beginning, they did answer back a couple times. And it's kind of surprising to me. They're missing 20 players, and they were kind of playing a little tough at the get-go. So I don't know if it's a red flag towards UNC, or if Florida A&M's just got some dogs. But I think it's more a red flag towards UNC. Not saying Florida A&M doesn't have dogs. I'm just saying... I'm just saying people were high on UNC last year and they did not perform. So I don't know if that's going to carry on in, into this year. But I don't know. Next game. Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. Vanderbilt 63, Hawaii 10. 
Honestly, this was the shocker of the night. Not because Vandy beat Hawaii, but how Vandy beat Hawaii. I mean, let's be honest. Did anyone see Vandy putting up 63 against Hawaii and winning by 53 points? Not a chance. Not a chance. Vandy was like eight-point favorites. Won by 53. They started off in the third quarter with 35 straight points. Their offense looked explosive. Hell, is Vandy a sneaky team in the SEC? Mm, wouldn't go that far. But are we going to see different Vandy this year? Maybe. Maybe they maybe they picked up some players in the portal that I didn't that are gonna be players. Who knows? Who knows? But it was their first one since what, October last year, I think. So good for Vandy. They look good. Uh well look good against Hawaii. But we'll see how they translate this later on into the season. Maybe they're going to be a fun team to keep an eye on. Hell, maybe it's a gambler's, maybe it's a gambler's, uh, gambler's hidden treasure. Because we know maybe maybe they just turn into cover kings and they just cover. Us gamblers, we love those teams. They're hidden gems, we call them. So, uh, what else? Oh, so the, I didn't really. I'm not really going to talk about this, but Austin Pay versus Western Kentucky. Austin Pay played Western Kentucky pretty tough. Pretty tough for being 20-point dogs. They played them pretty tough. So Western Kentucky ended up winning the game, but not going to spend time on that. Um, we're going to shift to Desmond Howard's playoff predictions. I don't know if you guys saw this, but everyone's flaming Desmond Howard for his playoff predictions. And honestly... I don't get why. What, you want him to say, oh, I think Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, and um, um, and this team's going to be in it. Um, No, how's that? Every, every single analyst has said that. Why has he got to say, oh, I think those four teams are going to be in it? I mean, is he, like, if he's right, he's going to look like a genius. If he's wrong, well, he's already, people have already flamed him on Twitter for it. So it doesn't really matter if he's wrong. So his top four predictions at the end of the season are Texas A&M at one, Pitt at four, and then Baylor and Michigan wrapping up the field. I mean, it's not entirely crazy. So it's not crazy. So I don't get why people are all up in a bunch about this because it could happen. Baylor has a tailor-made schedule for it. Michigan just has that big game at the end of the year pretty much. And then, well, they got other games rather than that. But out of conference, Michigan doesn't really have anything this year. They play like Colorado State and Hawaii and then another bum team they're out of conference schedule is not that tough so they if honestly yeah they could make it Texas A&M well we'll see about Texas A&M and how they look on the field also speaking about Texas A&M they just named their starter Haynes King ended up winning it over Max Johnson so 
we'll talk about that in a later episode this week and how that and how that will affect them but that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about today just wanted to keep it short and sweet because we got that little taste in our mouth and now we just want the whole thing so next episode is probably going to be out Wednesday for the just like the weekend preview predictions maybe some gambling picks if you're looking to make a little extra dough I don't advise gambling I advise keeping your money but if you do want to gamble I'm going to have some picks Um, so a little preview on Thursday we get a little more college football we got Purdue versus Penn State I think this might be a tricky game for Penn State just going into Purdue in a night game not saying that they're going to lose just going to say it might be a little tricky but we'll see and then also Thursday night we got the backyard brawl between West Virginia and Pitt so I'm looking forward to talking about those games a little bit giving my predictions and some some picks some gambling picks just an FYI my my picks for games aren't necessarily what I would take gambling so I will have like separate segments during the show like when we talk about the game I'll tell you who I think I'm that's going to win but that doesn't necessarily mean to gamble on them because then at the end of the show I will have gambling picks and they're a little more sharper than just predicting them because there's a little more thought into it so that's all for today's episode and we are uh, actually um, yeah I guess thanks for listening and we are out